Good morning. How are you? Good. Got a bunch of comedians is what we, how I'm doing. That's crazy. But uh, we're doing good. Doing good. So um, we have been in a series called Power, the Norm of God, uh, What is Normal to God. And uh, we want to take a brief uh, uh, pause from our regularly, normally scheduled broadcast and uh, go because here's what happened. Uh, last night, I already had a message on power, the normal of God, and, and uh, that the Lord's given me. But uh, last night, he started talking to me about something else. And I went, I think that's what I might be supposed to preach. I just had this leading. And then this morning, I received a message uh, from one of my spiritual fathers, and it was the same topic. And then I was on Facebook, and I, somebody had posted Brother Copeland's daily devotional, and it was the same topic. And I went, okay, I hear you. And uh, so just this morning, I just wanted to put together something different. And the message is basically, do you have issues? <laughs> do you have issues? And, you know, it's like we don't want to be the person that has issues. But it's pretty much guaranteed that all of us at some point in our life, one time, whether we know it or not, uh, you know, and you may not know that you have, you just ask your neighbor. Ask your neighbor, do I have issues? And maybe you shouldn't ask. Yeah, ask your spouse. That'll be good. But almost all of us have had some point in our life where we've had issues. And even if we're, you know, we're kind of talking about, you know, making a joke of having, you know, some, some issues in our life and being emotional maybe or whatever, but the truth of the matter is these aren't the only issues I'm talking about. I'm also talking about, have you ever just been going real good and it's like the devil doesn't want you to stay there for some reason, like he's the devil or something, right? I mean, it's like, you know, how many of y'all, even this week, you know, some or, or sometime recently, you're going through life, God's blessing you, everything seems to be fine, and then all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose, and you've got issues to deal with. Anybody ever had that besides me? All right, cool. It's like our, our video this week, you know, our video's working fine. And then all of a sudden, no, it doesn't want to work fine anymore. It wants to go crazy. And, but we got it temporarily fixed, and it'll be really fixed next week. But uh, it cost us some time and some effort and money, and it, but it's going to be good. It gives us, you know, we have a thing in our leadership training that says issues and problems equal opportunities. And see, that's kind of what I'm talking about this morning is when you start to realize whose you are, yet when you really begin to know your identity in Christ, you start to see the issues aren't as big as what they really look like. I saw somebody post this week, they said, some... Sometimes the presence of God is not to come in and solve your issue by itself. The presence of God is to come in and change your perspective at how you look at that issue. Because if you see the issue as a tidal wave that's about to swallow me up, you're going to get eat up. But if you see the issue that somebody else sees as a tidal wave and you see it as beneath my feet, you're going to swallow the problem up. 
It's a different, different circumstance. Same issue, different mindset, different perspective. And the more that you move into the gospel and get to know Christ, the more you find out this is who he's created us to be. These things are under our feet. And so I believe that this message is very important for everybody hearing this message this morning. We thank you for being here and thank you for anybody that might be watching live or the archive. But I believe this message is going to be very important. And if you're not, if you don't have issues right now, maybe you got some that are coming that you can now avoid. Or maybe you know somebody that's getting ready to have some and you can now minister to them. But I believe this is going to give you something today. So let's uh, turn to John 16 and verse 32. And Jesus is getting ready to be crucified, and he's getting ready to uh, go to the cross, and he's getting ready to have some issues himself. But he's, uh, he's leaving his disciples. He's getting ready to leave the earth, and he's preparing them. And in chapter 15 and 16 and 17, he goes into a discourse and some prayer, and he's preparing them. He's giving them some information, and here's where we find this in verse 32. He says, Behold, an hour is coming, and has already come, for you to be scattered, each to his own home, and to leave me alone, and yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. Uh, there's something right there I want you to see. In other words, it's like, let's say that I'm playing the role of Jesus, and you're playing the role of disciples, right? Let's say that all of you, all of a sudden, in just, you know, 30 seconds. Boom, you're gone. Everybody goes out the door, and I'm, st I'm standing here by myself to preach. Well, most people would see that as an issue. But Jesus right here says, he says, look, he says, you'll leave me alone. And yet, I'm not alone because the Father is with me. In other words, everybody would mostly see, man, that's a big problem. But Jesus said, it's not a problem. It's not an issue. So already he's kind of given us some insight into the way that he thinks. And then he says in verse 33, These things that I've spoken to you, so that in me you may have peace. Though in the world you have tribulation. But take courage, I've overcome the world. Amen. In other words, Jesus says, yeah, you're going to have issues. You're going to have problems. You're going to have darkness trying to swallow you up. But like in the class this morning, darkness can't be around somebody that's carrying the light. Right. See, the, the world is tr going to try and swallow you up with issues and problems. And, I, and I'll tell you, it comes in waves. It's like one thing, then the next thing. We were talking to a pastor uh, the other day, and they are having an issue here. And, and this particular thing uh, well, I'll just say, I'll just put it like this. They were having an issue here, and they were ha then this issue, and it was piling on top of that one. Then they had this one, and this one, and this one. Now, all of those were all related, and the devil was just trying to pile on, trying to break them out of faith, break them out of the solution, break them out of peace. He said, these things I've spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. In other words, Jesus was saying, you're going to have stuff to go through. 
But I'm telling you right here, right now, this is what Jesus is saying. I'm telling you right here, in the middle of those issues, you can have peace. Amen. There's another way than the way world, the world handles problems and issues. You can have peace. You can have peace. And why can we have peace? Take courage, he said. I've overcome the world. In other words, all that stuff that's an issue that you're facing, Jesus has already won it. We're supposed to win. All the time, every time. Look at this. Let's turn to 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. And I know different people coming from different places, they already got stuff in their head like, well, you don't know, do this and that and everything. Well, just time out, time out. Verse 5, just go with me and I'm going to show you some stuff. First John chapter 5, verse 4, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Overcomes the world. Christian, are you born of God? Then you overcome the world. This is a proclamation. This is a declaration by God. You need to get this as revelation inside of you. You need to get it as a reality over what you see, hear, smell, taste, touch. You need to get this as a reality. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that's overcome the world, our faith. Our faith. When we apply faith in the things of God, instantly we move into the place of winning and victory. Verse 5 says this, Who is the one who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son, Son of God? So are we supposed to walk around with, well, yeah, let, me, let me ask you this, because this is where we go a lot of times. We'll sit there and, and we'll say, well, you know, I know uh, what you're saying, Pastor Brian, but we don't always win, you know. And what we're trying to do is put on a humility. But the problem is it's a religious humility. It's a false humility because humility truly is hearing what the Father says and believing that. And he says, who's the one who's supposed to overcome? Anyone who's born of God. Now, if I read that and I take that as, as f by faith as a child, then all of a sudden I look at that and I say, if I'm born of God, I'm supposed to overcome. That's humility. It's not ego, it's not pride. That's hearing what the Lord says and then believing it. And he says this is the victory that overcomes those things, our faith. Let me read this to you. This is the daily devotion that Brother Copeland had. And uh, who is he that overcometh the world but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? I've often heard people say it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. That's nonsense. <laughs> if you play, I can hear him saying that. That's nonsense. If you play the game right, you'll win. Any coach will tell you that part of playing the game right is having a winning attitude. That's what God want, wants us as believers to have. He wants us to have so much faith in him that we expect to whip any obstacle the devil brings our way. He wants us to expect to win at the game of life. 
But most most of us don't come by that attitude easily. We're so accustomed to losing that we have to totally change our way of thinking if we want to have a winning mindset. In Ephesians, the Apostle Paul told the church to renew their minds. Like us, they needed to change their attitudes, to renew their minds to the fact that Jesus overcame the world. Let me say that again. They needed to renew their minds to the fact that Jesus has overcome the world. If you haven't already, you need to do that too. And let me just add this. Even if you have done that already, you need to go back and revisit this on a regular basis and revisit the fact that I am not sitting here having to beat down this world all around me anymore. Jesus already done it and I'm a part of him. You need to develop a glorious sense of confidence that says, Hey devil, I'm going to be victorious and there's not a thing you can do to stop me. But Brother Copeland, you don't know the kinds of problems I'm facing. Now listen to this, this is so important. I know I don't, but Jesus does. And he said you should cheer up. Because he can give you peace in the midst of tribulation. So in other words, you got to understand that God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit cannot lie. And so when he says to take cheer, be thankful, put on joy in the midst of tribulation, what he had to do was look through all eternity at every problem, every tribulation that anybody would ever face. He had to look through all of that and say, nope, not a one that's going to beat down what I've already beat down. Not a one that's going to be higher than, than I can handle. When he said to be cheerful and put on faith, he said, you're overcomers. He had to look at everybody's situation. So maybe I don't know all the details of your situation. Maybe Brother Copeland didn't, but Jesus did when he said it. He was saying what his father said, and his father knew everything. And when he said, hey, take cheer, he knew what he was doing. He said, I know, I know I don't, but Jesus does. And he said, you should cheer up because he can give you peace in the midst of tribulation. He said that when Satan comes against you with everything he has, you should take heart because he's already beaten it. Jesus has already overcome it, and so can you. 1 John 5, 5 puts it this way. Who is he that overcometh the world? but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Do you know what that scripture means? It means if you're a born-again believer, you have an absolute right to be a winner, to overcome every aspect of this evil world. Think about that. Meditate on it and start developing a winning attitude today. Amen? So here's the thing. Do you have issues? Well, sure. Jesus said you would. And even if you don't, you're not facing any right now, you're probably going to have some that come up. How many people got some stuff that you just wish right now that you could lift up to Christ and he would just handle it right now instantly, right? Do you know that those things are already done? They're already beaten. Every single one of them. Now, what do we do? See, here's the thing. How come we don't have a better attitude about those issues then most of the time? Because 
we don't know and truly believe what he said. We truly don't believe that. That's the issue. That's, let me say this, that's the bigger issue. But you can get rid of that right now just by putting on faith and making a choice. And even if you're not a believer and you're not part of Christ, you can be that right now. You, all you have to do is accept Christ, confess him as Lord, believe that God gave him for you and he died for you and rose back to life. And all of a sudden, you are a part of this crowd that already overcomes the world through Christ, that has the victory. You know, but what we do so many times is an issue comes at us and confronts us and gets in our face and we're like, and, and generally it's one of a few things that we'll do. If we know what's right, then we'll stand up to it. But if we don't fully know what I'm talking about today, then what happens is this. That issue will come up in our face and it'll get right in our face and all of a sudden what'll happen is we'll, we'll sit there and we'll be like, oh. Oh, man, I don't want to face another issue. Dang it. I thought I was over with all these issues. Lord, can I have some peace? Can I just have some peace? Then all of a sudden, maybe that's not our response, but maybe our issue is that issue comes right up in our face, and, and all of a sudden we're like, oh, my gosh. how I have no idea how this is going to work. I can't see a way out of this. It doesn't matter if you can see a way out of it. Jesus has already declared there's a way out of it. See, that's the thing. And so now our perspective is different. How is our perspective? Is our perspective through the eyes of Christ or is our perspective uh, through something else? What's our perspective? We are supposed to win. If you're a believer and you're in Christ, he's overcome the world. You're supposed to win. And how often doesn't, if you really know that, if you really know that you're supposed to win, if you really know that, doesn't it change how you approach the issue? All of a sudden when the issue pops up or the problem pops up, all of a sudden what are you thinking about? Are you thinking about the issue? Are you thinking about Jesus being the overcomer? All of a sudden you're thinking, man, this is, let's overcome. Let's see how God's going to work this out. I mean, you can get excited about a problem. How'd you like to live like that? I'll tell you, it's awesome. I didn't always live like that, but I do now. And, and they can be frustrating at times. They can be little things that are just you know, grating on you, and that's what the devil is really after. He's there trying to steal your hope and steal your faith by constantly grating on you. Constantly grating, grating grading on that hope why so that the victory through faith won't come about because without hope faith has nothing to do so he'll grade on you grade on you what he's trying to get you to do is be fruitless he's trying to get you to be fruitless christians that never produce anything so he'll grade on your hope he'll attack your faith and so you never believe God and never act on that belief. Faith without works is dead. You never act on that belief, and you just let go of any fruit that you are called to produce in life. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians 2.14. 
What if you knew that you not only would have issues but and that you're supposed to win, but what if you knew that you were supposed to win every time? Every time. What if you knew that you could not face a problem that you wouldn't win in? That's what this verse right here tells us. And we talk about this verse a whole lot simply because a few years ago the Lord just really poured out revelation to me and I got it and I saw it. And now I think y'all are getting it too. But this says, look, give thanks to God, but thanks be to God. First of all, do you give thanks for something if there's nothing to give thanks for? So there's something here that's worthy of giving thanks for. And that thing that's worthy of giving thanks for is that it says he always leads us in triumph in Christ. Every time. All we have to do is take Christ by the hand and allow him to lead us. And if we will do that, we will go to triumph every time. It may take different actions in each one. It may take a longer time or a shorter time. But if we'll just take him by the hand and we'll just move in obedience and, and move in his love and move in the fruit of the Spirit, we're going to triumph every time, every single time. In other words, I can face a problem now, and I don't care what it looks like. I'm going to try it. Why? Because I know I'm going to take him by the hand. If I take him by the hand, where am I going? Triumph. Every time. What, don't you think that would change your mind about some things? Think about the problem that you're facing right now. Think about this. Anybody, everybody got a, if you, if you got a problem you want solved right now, raise your hand. You got an issue that you're thinking about? Keep your hand raised. Now just think about this. All right, here's, everybody's got some issues. You do have issues, all right. <laughs> everybody's got some issues. All right. And what if we knew that right in the midst of that problem, Jesus shows up, I just take him by the hand, and he takes me right out of that problem. Wouldn't that be awesome? That's exactly what that verse says. That's exactly. The question is, are you going to believe it, and are you going to take him by the hand? Are you going to keep doing things the same way you've always done? Or are you going to make a change? Are you going to take him by the hand? And if you've been taken by the hand, don't change that. Just keep on going. I can tell you when you do that, it works. You know why? Because God can't break his word. He, he tells the truth. When you do that, it works. I've not seen a problem that hasn't been fixed when we take them by the hand. Now, in some of those, we've gone through and we're already through to the victory. Some of them, we still got him by the hand. But every single one of them, since we've been applying this, it works. You just take him by the hand, have faith and patience in him. Don't get discouraged. Just keep holding on to his hand and following him, and you'll step out of that problem every time. Well, all of a sudden, you start to realize that issues and problems do open up the door to opportunity. I've seen it time and time again where somebody has a problem and all of a sudden, you know, let's say that me and Roger have a problem and all of a sudden, all right, uh, we got, uh, all right, we got a problem. But when I take Jesus by the hand, I move towards love 
And all of a sudden what happens in that problem is the door opens for us to have an even greater bond. I've seen that happen over and over and over again. Or the issue is it reveals something in him where he can grow or it reveals something in me where I can grow or both of us, which is generally the case. And, and all of a sudden, we take that issue and problem and turn it into something. It's kind of like, uh, like the video issue that we had this week. I'll tell you a couple of stories about that. <laughs> so when you have... Um, when we had the problem with the, issue, with the uh, video this week, here's the one thing that happened. Guess what? We needed, there's some things that we needed to upgrade. Well, it let us down as we took Christ by the hand. You know, there's some systems out there that cost, you know, five, ten thousand dollars to get it up and going. Well, I didn't want to spend five or ten thousand. I didn't want to spend any money on it, right? But here's the thing. We just said, all right, Lord, we trust in you. We're taking, taking you by the hand. And sure enough, he'll, he'll lead us right along that path. And he took us right to the right equipment for the right price, generally about half of what we were expecting to pay for. And it'll go with us and grow with us for years. Not only will it take us to the next step, but it'll take us to the step beyond that. And it was at a great price. It opened up the door for us to grow in certain ways. Well, and what will the Lord do? Well, he'll provide for that. We've seen that too many times. Still, you know, it's like, well, uh, we didn't want to spend that money. Well, the Lord will provide that. We just leave, we take Jesus by the hand in faith and trust him. It's the same thing with you. Last, yesterday we were working on that for about, I don't know, four or five hours. No, about six hours. And uh, at the end, uh, you know, the new system and everything, it had, had some stuff to work out, just technical stuff. And at the end, we, you know, I walked out of here at six o'clock and been here, got here a little bit after 12. Walked out of here at 6 o'clock. I didn't know how we were going to broadcast today's services or even record them. I had no idea. But I didn't start flipping out about it. What I did was I know this, and I say, hey, Lord, how do I take you by the hand? Well, I take you by the hand by, first of all, giving it to you. Whatsoever things I ask, I will receive. So I ask you, Lord, give me wisdom. I was driving over here to Roger and Laurie's thing, and in between here and Blue Bay, or no, excuse me, where Jay's downtown, uh, we, the Lord showed me exactly what to do. And I walked in here this morning, took about five, ten minutes, and, and got it ready to go this morning. He gave me wisdom. I just needed to not freak out about it. Stop looking at the problem like it's a problem and trust God that he knows the solution. Take him by the hand, put some faith in him, relax. Don't let things throw you off kilter. That's the biggest thing the devil's trying to do. He's trying to tip you up and tip your emotions over on its side so you won't take Jesus by the hand. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to get you off of that. <clears throat> but thanks. Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and manifest through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. In every place. How many places in your life does this include? All of them. How many times is he not going to lead you to triumph? Never. All you have to do is take him by the hand.
He's a great God. Man, he, you know, he believes in you. He loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. So do you have issues? Jesus said we would. But we're supposed to win. And you know what? We always win. Now I'm going to tell you, your flesh doesn't like the thought of this. Because the next, you know, right here, you can be amening, you can get revved up. Yeah, woo, yeah, Holy Spirit, yeah, power, right? You can get revved up on that. But then come Monday or Tuesday when, you know, that bill comes in the mail, all of a sudden, the, let me put, reality sets in. Well, that's just it. You're looking at the wrong reality. You're looking at the reality of the world and not the reality of the Word of God. You're, you're looking at the, the stuff in the world that can change instead of looking at God who can't change. You're looking at the stuff in the world that can throw up issues and problems, but you're not looking at the one that can solve it. So I don't care what you're facing. No, I don't know all the details, but Jesus did. And he made this statement. Thanks be unto God who always leads you in triumph in Christ. Always, always. So we have issues. Jesus said we would. We're supposed to win. We always win. And the last, let's look at 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4. Because here's where you get to next, and here's the next excuse that people have. Well, man, I trust God to be good, but I'm not so sure I trust myself. <laughs> I'm not sure I trust me. Well, the issue is you just give what you have. God said, uh, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. See, if we take Christ Jesus by the hand, now he can supply through Jesus to us. And that word supply, it goes back, there's another word that comes from that called supplement. And basically what supplement means is if, if I've got, uh, you know, let's say that I'm bringing 5% to the table to solve my problem, God will supplement it. In other words, he will make that full. If I'll just give him my 5% and take him by the hand, he'll make up for the, what I am lacking. Isn't that good news? Because I'm going to tell you what, I've been down here, sometimes I've been down here, below 1%, below, felt like I was below zero in my ability to handle anything. And I, but what did I have to give if I had to give anything? It was my heart and my faith and simply obedience. Take him by the hand and be okay. Matter of fact, he says it like this in 1 John 4, 4. He says, you are from God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. In other words, Jesus was saying, it's not you, it's me. It's not you, it's me. You like it? It's not you. You're not the one who's handling this. I'm handling this, Christ says. 
So now you don't have to be afraid of a problem. You don't have to be afraid of how big it is. You don't have to be afraid in any situation. You don't have to be afraid in any circumstance or any place. You don't have to be afraid because you're not bringing it. All you do is have faith in God. Put your trust in Him. Take Him by the hand, and you cannot lose. You cannot lose. Let me say it again. You cannot lose. Now, I will say this, because this is important. Your idea of winning and God's idea of winning is probably different. Because He sees the big picture, and He sees it from a place of pure love. We still have a corrupted flesh to deal with sometimes. But we just learn to trust him. Lord, even when it looks like I lost something, I know that I haven't lost because your word says so. So I just continue to take you by the hand, walk down the path in faith and obedience, and watch him work stuff out. One time we were heading to uh, the restaurant after church. You know, we like doing that. We do that pretty much any Sunday. You're welcome to join us any Sunday. Just go with us. If you're a guest, I'll buy you lunch. We do that almost every Sunday unless we have a meeting. But here's the thing. Huh? Like today. today, But we might go anyway. But here's the thing. We were heading there one afternoon, and uh, I think Nicole was driving. And it's the one day I wore a suit. I mean a full suit. The one day. Like I hadn't worn a suit in a while. But today, this day, the Lord said, wear the suit. And we were honoring him. And so about that time, she's driving, and then whop, 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 whop. And we're like, what in the world? I'm like, my goodness. I mean, it was loud, and you could feel it, right? And we pulled over into the gas station, and, man, there's a pair of pliers stuck in the tire. Yeah, a pair of pliers. I'm like, how does that happen, right? I'm like, what in the world? I mean, you know, we got when we finally pulled the thing out, we're like, I mean, it was like, it, it wasn't that big, but it was, it was big in that tire. And then here's the other thing when we, you know, try to plug that hole, like it's, you know, big old hole in the tire. But here's what happened. Here I am in my suit. It's hot. I just preached the word. Like, I'm like, Lord, can't you help me out here? You know, like not get that, you know, in, in the tire. I, now I got to go get it plugged. It's going to take me time. Blah, blah, blah. See, those are all the things I could have thought of. And I did, they were passing quickly but when you start to realize this as a reality you realize how's God going to use this how, this let's see how he works this out let's watch this because just the point when you think this is the worst thing ever if you just take God by the hand it'll turn into the most beautiful thing you've ever seen Think about them when they saw their Savior on the cross. Talk about the worst thing ever. But in three days, something had changed. You know why? Because before he even gave up his last, last breath, he took the Father by the hand by faith and said, Save me. 
when he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. He took him by the hand and things changed. He turned the worst thing ever into the greatest thing ever. Had the devil known that he wouldn't have killed him. This way he can do in your life all the time. You may have issues, but God can turn them. All you got to do is take him by the hand. So sure enough, here comes this guy. He wouldn't let me change the tire. I didn't even have to get dirty. He pulled up. He said, nope, let me do it. I don't want you to do it in that suit. He walks away. He's kind of a you know, manly, worldly kind of guy, it seems like. But then yeah, I said, you know what? Uh, as we're getting ready to leave, the Holy Spirit told me what to do. He said, I want you to ask him for prayer. Ask him if you can pray for him. And uh, so I figured there was something specific, you know. And uh, so I walked up. I said, hey, I said, I'm a pastor. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you helping me. You know, and what a blessing. I could have done it, but not like you did it. And I'd have gotten dirty, and it would have been a mess, and it would take me a lot longer. Thank you so much. Can I pray for you? And you know what he said? He said, no, nah, don't need anything. Just lift me up. I'm like, what? I was like, well, now wait a minute. Hold on. Then what in the world am I doing here then with a tire with a wrench through it, you know, a pair of pliers through it? Wait a minute. Take him by the hand. Patience. We got our stuff together, started to pull out. Right as we're pulling out, he goes, hey, hold on. He said, yeah, I have a family member and dealing with cancer, I think it was. It's been a while. I have something. Will you pray for them? I said, come here. Grabbed his hand, prayed for him. That day, I don't know what that meant to that man, but I bet it was a lot. I bet it touched somebody in a big way right when they needed it. I bet God's love was manifested through a pair of pliers and a tire like nobody's business. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care if it's a whole bunch of stuff. You, got, you don't just have an issue, you have issues. I don't care. If you want to see those issues start to melt away right now, I want you to come on up here. Play a soft song, please. If there's anything whatsoever, I just pray that His love would start to manifest in you right now. Whatever, you know, and, and, and not to put any pressure on you, but when I asked you if you had issues a while ago, everybody raised your hand. So if you got issues and you believe the message, the end result is you probably ought to be standing up here. No pressure. God doesn't care what it looks like. He doesn't care how big it is. He doesn't care what its name is. Mate, let's try to get everybody up in, in here. He just cares. This is what God cares about. That your issues dissolve. That your issues are beaten. This is what He cares about. He cares about you. He loves you. And He wants to see your issue go to nothing. 
And that starts right now. It starts when you believe. See, taking him by the hand is stepping out and say, Lord, I believe you. I have faith that you got this, that, that you are my answer, Jesus. You're my answer. It starts by stepping out of the row and saying, I believe that those issues are going away. So by just making a move, taking a step towards the front, your issues started melting already. If you know that your issues are already melting, just raise your hand real quick. You know they're already going away. Yeah, I know. It's good. Lord, we just thank you. Thank you for manifesting your love. Manifesting your love right now. Let's just pray this. Everybody, pay very close attention to this. Just, just pray this with me. Pray it from your heart. You praying to God. Just say, Father, I thank you for being my Savior and loving on me. Loving me enough to send Jesus to die for me. Right now, I confess Jesus is my Lord. He's the director of my life. He's the one who makes the decisions. I don't do what I want to do anymore. It's a new day. I do what Jesus wants. I take him by the hand, and he leads me to triumph. I believe that he died for me, and God brought him back to life. And when he raised up Jesus, he raised me up too. To a new place, a higher place, a heavenly place, seated with Jesus. And then he gave me his Holy Spirit to seal me, to put his stamp of approval on me. And to fill me. Fill me, Holy Spirit. Right now, in Jesus' name. Amen. And right now, I just want you to be, I'm going to just lay hands on you quickly. But I just want you to be like, uh, you know, like that dry sponge looking for a drop of God's water. Let, let the living water of God start solving your problems, but get in receiving mode. I mean, you're not, you're not having to pray this out now. You just need to receive from God. We've already asked. Just receive. Let him pour his love into you. Father, we thank you for solving issues and problems right now. Problems be released in Jesus' name. Issues be solved. We will take you by the hand. Freedom be in every way. Thank you, Father, for your freedom in every way. Thank you, Father, for your freedom in every way. We just praise you. And thank you, Father, for your freedom in every way. Thank you for your freedom in every way. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your freedom. Thank you for solving issues, Lord. The worst of issues, no matter what they are in our lives, no matter what their name is, Lord, thank you for solving our issues and problems and turning them into the greatest of opportunities 
Thank you for solving everything in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Blessing of God be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory and power. If you felt the Lord moving on you, just raise your hand. Just show people that, man, he wasn't talking empty words. This is the power of God moving. It's good stuff. And if you didn't feel it, you didn't sense it, that's fine. Don't raise it. Not everybody always does. Lord, I just praise you for everybody that's here seeing this, listening to this, Lord. We praise you and we thank you that you are the problem solver. You solve our issues and you always lead us to triumph. No matter the circumstance, no matter the place, if we will take you by the hand. Lord, let us take you by the hand and have faith in the face of our biggest problems from this day forward. And we praise you and love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glad you were here this morning. I'm glad you got something out of it. Have a great, great day. We love you.